Hello, welcome back to Hey Bitch. Hey. Wow. Hello. We uh, surveyed all of you on our social media at Hey Bitch. You could go follow us over there. We asked you in our stories what you would like us to talk about that was non-sex related because a lot of our topics are about sex and granted we will still be talking about sex, okay? Hope you can handle it. Uh, but a lot of you wanted to just get general advice on your life purpose. Some of you felt like you were lost. You, like, you didn't know if you were doing the right thing with your life. You didn't know how to do the right thing with your life. You have confidence issues. You're um, wondering if you've wasted too much time. Maybe you feel like you're you're 25. Oh my God, you're almost 30 and you didn't do shit with your life yet. And oh my God, are you a failure? And you know what? Calm down. Take a breath. Take a deep, <laughs> deep breath. You're going to all do you. a three count. <gasps> Okay. It's okay. Life is okay. Yeah. Life is a shithole. We're yeah. going to make it through. <laughs> it sucks for everyone. No. Uh, yeah, we're just going to share a lot of our personal stories. I don't think I can share anything. My shit's pretty sorted. Whatever, out. Queen yeah. Gio. We know. <laughs> we know. Everything's been perfect since the and beginning. We should learn from you then. Boss bitch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I take it away, it, Gio. It just happened. How do we get our life together? <laughs> ah, fuck. They called me on my bluff. Oh, and we should all introduce ourselves, by the way. If you're oh, listening yeah. on audio, I'm Nikki. I'm Tiff. I'm Jessica. And I'm Gio, your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, you're my favorite. Thank you. Totes. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Because I definitely felt... About you um, being our favorite? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, nice. We brought it back. Yeah. Want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're my favorite because you... Uh, you. It seems like even if you don't have your shit together, you always seem like you have your shit together. Oh, yeah. shit. You turned it for real. Yeah. No, what I wanted to say, because I don't want to talk about myself, uh, was, yeah, I was absolutely lost uh, when I was... In my 20s, I thought that there was a set path that you're supposed to be on, you know, like my sister did it. She graduated high school, went directly to college, and then she got really good grades. And then she graduated college. Wait, did I say college? She graduated uh, high school, went to college, graduated college. And then within like two or three years, it was like, um, got get married, the, get had a good kid. job. Yeah. Get the house first. Then you have the kids a, a year or two later. And I thought that was the set path. Everyone does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, okay. So everyone. I mean, that. that's what I thought, but I didn't follow that at all. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. So when I wasn't doing that, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm in school. Okay, I'm gonna be, you know, twenty, whatever. Okay, I got it. How am I gonna make money to to put a down payment on a house? I didn't even know what a down payment was. I didn't even know what the fucking percentage of that. I'm like, holy shit, I'm going all fucked up, and it was really depressing, dude. Did you did you always know what you wanted to do in life? Um, I thought I did. Okay. I thought I did. And this is funny because this is how I picked my major in college. Um, I remember there was an I get I don't know if you guys remember the whole I get thing. No, fuck it. Oh, no. the test? That test thingy? No. Um, yes. Were you, yeah. Yeah. Were you like, um, say, answer a bunch of questions and then they say, like you would be good test? at these careers. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and then there was just a set of different majors that that college offered. And I remember sitting there and going, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I looked at it. And I'm like, well, I like business I guess and I'm like okay well what's in business and then I looked at that category I'm like oh marketing I guess okay that's my major and you're actually really good at business and marketing know, so that paid really off good. but I didn't learn shit at school okay and yeah. that wasn't like I, what what is business what is marketing you know what I mean yeah like, yeah like I remember being in college university level and being like okay I'm gonna graduate in like three quarters because it was a quarter system um and I'm like I have so many options of marketing like what do I do do I do analytics do I do print do I do like what the fuck and I was so lost yeah I ended up in a bank 
I think a lot of people can relate to this though, because even if you're, you, you know, you, you're in school and you got your major picked and even that's hard to pick, you know? And then after Fuck you, yeah, cause it's like, they tell you it's for the rest of your life. Yeah. And so I, know, really and I think that's what scares the majority of people is that if you went to college, you got a major and you graduated college, you want to use what you got your degree for. Cause it was so expensive. It was mm-hmm. so expensive. And that's what you've been like learning for the past, however many years. And you don't know anything else. Yeah. And so you're like, like, okay, now I got to get a job. And then what if you find out you don't actually like that career? I didn't even get that far because I think I was so intimidated by it that I was just like, well, I got to act like an adult now. I can't make these inappropriate jokes. I'm not going to cuss anymore. I'm going to get collared shirts. Because I thought that's it. I'm like, I can't wait to get collared shirts. <laughs> to get and some wide set pants. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't wait I to buy to dry clean my clothes now. Yes. That's that's what I wanted. Because I just, that was my perception of like, um, of business world. I pictured like Tiff writing checks. You're like, <laughs> yeah. this is what adults do. Yeah. Yes, dude. <laughs> You're just an adult mimicker. Yeah. Until you become one. <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly how you become adult. That's an really adult. cute. Yeah, you have yeah, to mimic. Can, you have to I, have, I actually had written down the idea of this need to become an adult. I think a lot of people feel that way. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge trend. And when they feel mm-hmm. like they're falling short of that, with, oh no, I'm supposed to be an adult, but I don't know how to be one. I think that's when people get anxiety and they feel like they're fucking yeah. up and they're not doing the right thing. And I want you to know that most people don't know what they're doing. I, actually, I would yeah. say all people don't know what they're doing. Yeah, we're literally all just everyone. kind of going along, <laughs> trying to blend it. <laughs> like we're just trying to fit in and try to find the thing that that keeps us going, the thing that we are passionate about, the thing that drives us. You know, and that reminds me, uh, I recently took a yoga class and I, I was in that class and I asked this woman who she looked like she knew what the fuck she was doing. I was like, um, so what do we do? Like, what do we grab? She's like, I honestly don't know. I'm copying everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking relatable to life. Yeah. That's everyone. Dude, I used to think that everyone like got born with some memo that or some yeah. manual that I didn't get because it felt like everyone just knew what to do in life. I'll never forget I was in this deli one time and I wanted to order a sandwich. That's what I wanted. I went into a deli wanting to order a sandwich, but I couldn't just go up to the counter and order a sandwich and then people were picking up their orders and I just didn't get it. Apparently you have to pick a number, but no one told me this. Oh, so yeah. I was just like trying to figure out where I go to order and where what do I do and how are these people getting food? And I felt so stupid and I feel like that's how people can feel in life where it looks like everyone else is just like I'm going to work I'm going to get married how did I not know how to do this yeah well nobody knows nobody's like born with it you're all just you're just kind of learning as you go and some of us were built with like parents that taught us certain things and you kind of go in that direction um but Jess I wanted you to talk about specifically because I know you said you were feeling this way recently yeah well I I almost feel like I've always felt this way like I looked from the outside for a period of time like I knew what I was doing because I got my master's and I was working and I got you know Better. So Rose is in here. You, this bitch has a master's. <laughs> oh, well, her photos here. Yeah, yeah. Bose Bose never really leaves. Hang up. You should hang your masters up here. Yeah. It's at my dad's house. You I think he's proud here. of it, and I don't want to take it from him. Oh, that's yeah. a good picture. Okay. Can you just have him zero? Yeah, a photocopy. We'll yeah. do the photo, but a color one, not black Berlin. and white. Yeah, I don't know if it, if I'll do a photoshopped out. masters yeah. of mine. <laughs> we could each have one. Yeah. So yeah. So even though going through all of that and appearing like I knew what I was doing. And I was going in a direction I always felt kind of empty and I still to this day some days I wake up and I'm like what am I even 
doing? Like you, you don't feel I mean? like, like a purpose. Yeah, and I think uh, I've watched a few videos on that too, and I think a lot of it comes from like um, as you get a little bit older too, like closer to thirty, you start to feel like you start to understand mortality a little bit more too, and you're like, oh wait, thirty? Am I halfway to sixty? Wait, am I gonna die? I've never Whoa. felt that. Where have I? I? Okay, well maybe I guess I'm alone in that, but uh, <laughs> I do get the biological clock thing, and mostly for me, it's about kids. Yeah, that, that was my of that window too. that you can like your eggs are gonna be old or gone or whatever yeah. and so I get scared because like there's so much I want to do in my career yeah uh, but then I have very limited time to have kids but then I want to be there as a mother so I don't want to be like trying to have split focus so yeah I yeah. do feel anxiety in that regard with age I think it comes from too like when you're younger and you think of like 30 and you're like oh well by 30 you should be here and everyone yeah. everyone's like settling on this plan that you we've all agreed on of like what your parents did yeah well that and then yeah. everyone else around you is completely fucking clueless and they mm -hmm. act like they know what they're doing and they're also following that same yeah. timeline I just the timeline I just talked about um and then you're you're kind of comparing yourselves and then it's mm -hmm. like, well, so-and-so is doing that. I should be doing that too. Yeah. But then yeah. without even thinking, does that make that person happy? Absolutely, because I was yeah. following that path, getting the corporate job, like wearing the suits and like flying to different states. We all happy? had collared shirts, yeah, man. Yeah, happy had, when you, you had know, the collared shirt. Had, yeah, like I, when I, the first couple weeks that I had like my, you know, corporate uniform on, I felt amazing. And then yeah. after a while, I was just like, wait, this is not making me happy but it's supposed to so that's when the whole like life thing like hit me like what am I supposed to do if this doesn't make me happy then what am I supposed to do yeah and now in this day it's even harder because you're bombarded with these images on social media of people that look yeah. like they have their shit together and a lot of them are fakers but you don't know the difference between who's faking it and who's yeah. not and so you're just feeling less and less like man I really am a loser I really don't have my shit together yeah. and I think what like for me, the best advice I could give is, um, is focusing on, and this sounds like cliche, but focusing on yourself. Self-discovery is a wonderful thing because that's going to guide you to what your purpose is. How do you do that? Cause and, I hear that a lot. Like I'm mm -hmm. just trying to find myself and stuff. Like, how do you, how do you go about that? Being alone a lot, like letting yourself be alone, letting yourself find what actually gives you that tingling sensation of like joy and excitement. <laughs> you know, like when you're a kid and you're like, it's Christmas Eve and you can't wait for fucking Christmas morning. You know, that tingling of like, Ooh, I can't wait to open those presents. And you're like visualizing yourself opening presents and all the toys you're going to get. There's stuff out there for you that makes you feel that way. And you just have to be patient enough to find it and like give yourself that time to actually explore what that could be. And I think a lot of people are so busy doing the things that they think they're supposed to be doing. Like, well, I got to pay the bills and I got to go to work and they it's all survival. survival yeah. Survival mode. stuff. Yeah. And, and so they have so much fear that, um, if they, if they even pause for like an hour of their day to do self discovery, that somehow it's going to throw them off the path when really it's the opposite. It's going to guide you towards your path. And, uh, like, I guess I had the benefit of not having friends, Friends, so I spent a lot of oh time God. alone back in the day. Thanks for, but, for, oh. for getting really close to the mic on that one so that we can all hear yeah, your yeah, yeah. I wanted to <laughs> hear that. I wanted to <laughs> land really well. But yeah, I think that um, being single, that's another one. A lot of people rely on relationships to make them mm -hmm. happy. And, and that's how you get into toxic, unhealthy relationships is that person makes you really, really happy in the beginning. And then uh, it's just like a really fleeting feeling because it's not... 
you, you haven't found your own source of happiness. Mm-hmm. You have to really work on building your own source of, of happiness that you can refill on your own before having someone else just enhance that. And a lot of people don't take the time to do that and they're stuck in a job they hate because they don't actually know what makes them happy. Yeah, I could definitely relate to that. Because so, I've been in survival mode for pretty much my whole life until I met JK and then that's when I was able to not be in the hospital scene anymore and be like oh you know what this makes me happy to not clock in and clock out every day and get to have fun with my friends but then it also brought me into this space of like well I'm not focusing on just surviving anymore I actually have the luxury of like thinking about what makes me happy and then that scared me yeah Yeah, that really really that's the same thing that happened to me or why does it scare you guys? Um, well, I'll tell you right after we talk about DoorDash. Because oh. you know what? Y'all need some Ding food dong. arriving at your door if you're going to eat and survive. Yes. You <laughs> got a food long day at work, a tough day at school. You stuck in the office. <laughs> I love it. No, I'm so happy to be alive in this day and age. Because like, I live off of DoorDash. Like, I love that I just get on my phone, get on that app. And I have like the world of restaurants at my fingertips. Because I'm like, right now I want some sushi. But I also want some fresh juice. I'm like, hell yeah, I can have both from different places delivered to my doorstep. Why the hell would I not do this? Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, I uh, like that it's easy because I am supposed to cook my meals. I'm on like a diet where you're supposed to like cook your meals and stuff. But then when I look online and I look on DoorDash and there's a restaurant that cooks the same exact meal I'm supposed to cook. I just would rather have someone else cook it. Dude, they have uh-huh. over 310,000 amazing restaurants on there. Like, Whoa. you are always going to find something that you're craving. For the F, sure. I don't know if we can cuss, so I'm just going to keep it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, if you're a busy mom, a busy dad, or you're on the go, or you forgot someone's birthday. I've done this so many times where I'm like, oh, my God, it's someone's birthday. Let me send them a cake. And I DoorDash that. Wow. It's the How best. about a bottle of wine? Let's We've do that. Did, we did that on our last episode. Yeah. See if you guys can find the video where we That's did that. That's true. Um, but yeah, you guys, right now, our listeners get $5 off their first order of 15 bucks. 15 bucks, come on. That's really easy. Or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BTCH. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from, from not form, from the app store and enter promo code BTCH. Again, that promo code uh, All right, you guys were listening. So that's five dollars <laughs> off your first order from DoorDash. Okay, so we were surviving. All right, mm-hmm. now that you're past Thank survival, you, let's find your purpose. What makes you happy? <laughs> I think what we were talking about was like once me and Tiff, yeah, we both experienced the whole like, oh, get out of survival mode, get out of this job that yeah. we hate, and we have all this free time with our beautiful friends that let us work with them. We are very so beautiful. much, guys. Yeah. Uh, but then it, it also brought in a sense of like, oh, there's this vacuum now, and it's like, well, what? Now I have to fill in my whole life yeah. and figure it out. What's what, the vacuum? Um, what, what do you mean a vacuum? There's like a myth of stability in, yeah. in corporate jobs. That mm-hmm. oh, uh, I see. By exactly. leaving that corporate world, you're leaving the stable life. Yes. And yeah. now you're in this like unstable, like you got to figure out. Fend for yourself. You know, yeah. Well, you're like, back in survival mode. Yeah, you are <laughs> in a different another, way. Yeah. In a different yeah. way. Because now you're happier, but like you have this... Um, 
not in your stomach type of feeling about now it's all on me to yes, make it happen. Exactly what it, uh, but it, yeah. but really there is no stability anywhere. Like stability True. is such a myth. Maybe back in the back in the way back days when you had a pension and like one person's income could feed the whole family and mm-hmm. buy a house and stuff. Maybe there was a little bit of stability for that person's lifetime, but it's that is long gone. That is mm-hmm. no longer a thing, but yet we're still operating out of that mindset because that's what we were taught from the beginning so I get how you would be fearful um have you well it's not even just about the stability too it's about well now I have all this free time I should be able to do everything that I thought the job was holding me back from Mm. and and actually be happy but now I find myself a lot of times too I was like okay well I have extra free time I am working on stuff but also should I be working more towards the career part or should I just be working more towards like what's the daily thing that makes me happy or like what makes me happy beyond this like is I mean is this even going to be permanent so what really is my life and what is it supposed to look like and yeah. I don't. I, I think, still don't know. I think yeah. that's actually pretty cool and a cool position mm-hmm. to kind of be in, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like now you have all these options, and I know that can be definitely overwhelming depending yeah. on you know how how you view it. But then um, I think that's the only way, kind of going back to what Nikki was saying, where you can find out who you are and what you're kind of made of. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, dabble in this and see if this makes you happy. If you're like, damn, is is there more out there? Then I feel like you should go check that out. Like yeah. you should answer that. I think call. for me personally, the thing that holds me back is the fear of failure even if it's something fun like Mm -hmm. if it's just like hey let me just buy some paint and a canvas and let me paint this I am fucking scared of making a horrible painting I don't know why you're not alone that that. really holds me back from trying to find the thing that I really love Mm -hmm. see for you Tiff I feel like you're job right now should be to go out and fail as much as you can I think every day you should find a new thing to fail at you go pick up some paints and paint a flower or whatever you try to make it and just fail and you would be surprised at how much you succeed at and I think through doing that you would find what makes you happy you would find what you're good at that also fulfills you in that way and then you kind of just follow that sort of path and I feel like not I feel like failure holds a lot of people back yeah yeah I think for me um what has helped me a lot I've never been a person to be kind of um super over analytical I guess Mm -hmm. is that even right Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. um that like I've always just kind of found myself going with the flow like I've I felt that I've made just decent judgment calls when it came to the people that I hung out with um I I don't even know if I did this on purpose but I just always was around really good people was where was around what the fuck is going on <laughs> are you having uh, around, a stroke <laughs> i think so dude i had like a whole thing of, of red bull and i'm like <laughs> it makes your thoughts go like this yeah head, they're yes. like all over the place um they have wings <laughs> <laughs> don't be afraid to talk and like fail yeah it's funny everyone's laughing uh no but i've i've always put myself in really cool circles with really inspirational people that like just kind of, I felt like would have my back. So um, it was just easy for me to go like, mm, well, let me see what they're doing. And I kind of look at that and I'm like, hmm, that looks kind of like fun. Let me try that. And then I never had a, a failure or succeed mode in my head that I was like, constantly trying to hit I was just like till this day I don't know what the fuck I'm doing but I just know that I want to be happy yeah you know and sometimes that happiness is is short and it and it can be fleeting sometimes it's more long term but I'm just constantly seeking just happiness whether that's like I want in and out right now because I'm gonna be I mean that's kind of impulsive but I'm like I just want to be happy about that mm-hmm. and taking just, the pressure off of yourself yeah you feel like you know so I think that's a big thing is that some people can relieve themselves of that pressure to like oh this is happy or this maybe or this is not 
Like, yeah. but you just kind of like, just take it day by day. And like, yeah, I mean, that's cause, cause like we've said already here, like nothing is really promised. There's no stability. Mm-hmm. Like anything can falter, like anything can fail. Anything can crash and burn right now at this very moment. Like we think we're safe here, but a plane could come crashing in and, and it's the most ironic thing. And we die right now. And it's yeah. like, how do we, how do we prepare for that? You really can't. No. So mm-hmm. The only thing you can just kind of control is just how you view it and how you feel about it. And then just constantly trying to like be like chase that happiness yeah that actually changed my whole mindset because I don't know I've always been in between um I was raised like super like discipline is very important responsibility is very important you have a responsibility to pay your bills on time and do all this stuff and then I've also been told like to follow your passions and all this you know and and sometimes you get caught in the middle where you're like, am I doing the right thing? Because mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm following my passion, then maybe I'm letting my responsibilities down or whatever. But hearing somebody say like, you're only on this planet for like 80 something years, maybe more if you're lucky, but that's such a short amount of time for if the grand scheme of things of how, yeah. how long the earth is here, how big, like long the universe has been around. You get this gift of life for 80 years. Yeah. It's meant for you to live it. It's meant for you to go out and fail and and figure things out and have fun and follow your joy and also, you know, learn how to be responsible, but do it while you're not at the sacrifice of living. Yeah. Or hurting other people. Um, I even think the word passion is very intimidating. Yeah. You feel like it it has to be like this, like this, this fire within you where it's like, it's this one time that you're going to feel this passion and and you have like to commit to it. But even for me, I'm like, I don't know if I feel that passion for things. I think for me, I'm just like, this is fucking fun. No, see, I I like passion for fun. I think people Mm -hmm. get um, locked on this idea that finding your passion, it's one thing. Yeah. It's not one thing. Finding your passion is finding a passion that like that's something that you can get you get excited things about. That you get passionate about. Yeah. yeah. Finding that uh like that feeling of passion. Yeah. Your Some passion. people don't feel that at all though. For for anything. Yeah. Maybe the way to start is just like, what do I hate the least? And I can spend a little bit more time in that. But that also could just be a byproduct of depression or something like it that. Can't like for yeah. you can't mm-hmm. get passionate about anything. You're just like, well, this part of my day was less bad than that part. So maybe I can try to do more of that. Well, I think if you're, if you're in that headspace though, then it has to come to one where it's like, okay, I got to erase everything that's outside of me right now. This whole passion shit, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, let me not think about that anymore. Let me think about myself. What do I want out of me? Mm -hmm. Do I want me to think 10 positive things today? Well, let's work on that. Mm -hmm. Um, Do I want me to have a six pack? Well, let's work on that. Do I want to have better connections with friends, with family? Like you just set little things for yourself and then the passions and all that shit that can come later. Mm -hmm. Um, I also just let myself be open to all the cheesiness and try not to judge uh, like those, I guess, self-help type of books, personal development books. And those books a lot, like, if you read them on a daily basis, it, it just really helps to shift your perspective every day and gives you like something to think about throughout the day that maybe you wouldn't have thought about before. And I've found just by being open to it and being like, okay, I think this is cheesy, but I'll try it for 30 days yeah. that my perspective on things would totally shift. I was getting, being grateful for a lot more things than I was grateful for before where I knew logically I was grateful for things like I'm, yeah, I'm grateful to have a roof over my head. I'm grateful for my family, whatever, but I didn't feel it. Like I wasn't like Mm -hmm. feeling it in my body in a way that like makes me truly want to give back to the world. And I think that to me is the finding your passion is to find being so grateful and then being 
wanting to work out of service and like what kind of service would you want to do that would fulfill you if that makes sense and so like for me like helping people really fills me now whereas before I was like how do I get mine like how do I make money for me to live you know and now it's like how do I help other people Um, yeah maybe if you're completely lost and completely like don't care about anything maybe just think of some sort of noble thing like well what, what would I like to do to help someone even in the tiniest way is that what you do um, sometimes I think like, oh, if I can't be happy with what I'm doing today, can I at least like make Joe happy by like making him a meal? And I just start there. Like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not, um, a life purpose or anything like that, but it's just like sometimes people and a lot of our listeners probably are to the point where they're like, I don't even know how to make tomorrow a good day. Yeah. Like, how do I even start there? And so that's just some, it's something I'm still even working on too. Like I told, I told Gio the other day too. I was like, I don't even know if I care about what happiness is. I was, and she was like, oh, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I was just like, people are like, people are like, oh, find your happiness. But I'm like, happiness seems pointless. Like, why do I care about happiness? Like Like what's useless? What is, you know, like, what is this, (laughs) this point of life of like just happiness? Like, is it just self gratification or what, what is it, you know? And why do you, how do you, what is the definition of happiness for you? Um, I feel like it's like a lot of smiles and rainbows and like everyone's high fiving. You know, like I don't. <laughs> it's an eighties commercial. Yeah, it's like Capri Sun. Yeah, <laughs> no wonder because that 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 sounds very like fake. Yeah, yeah. anyone that's like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, if you really want to go into it, just there's different frequencies and energies, right? And like, I'm not going to get super Moonstone like, Nikki's coming uh, out. Oh, yeah. But, but <laughs> no, but scientifically, we are all made of energy and yeah. we all are vibrating. Like, this table's vibrating at a certain level. This Ooh, is vibrating at a certain level. <laughs> you know, chair, chair. <laughs> See, right now, you're at a higher energy. Yeah. You know, it's I a higher it. frequency. Red Bull probably gave Geo yeah, a higher energy. Yeah, look at this leg over here, y'all. Restless leg yeah. syndrome. Yeah. And, and so, uh, like, there are or happiness is at a dif- different frequency than sadness and lower frequency mm-hmm. emotions like anger and stuff. And when you're at a lower frequency emotion, you tend to gravitate towards other lower frequency things. Misery loves company. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe that's and why like me and Tiff uh, immediately yeah, connected because we're friends. both like yeah. <laughs> very low energy, very sad. Energy. And, and what it that's does true. is it just confirms why you should feel sad or mad because yeah. you'll just find more things to feel sad or mad about. And mm-hmm. it's not that those things don't exist it's that that is on the plane that you're at like that's all you see you know vibration you know what's a trip with me though if I'm around everyone that's like way up here I immediately do the opposite like Mm -hmm. today like I actually feel pretty good but for some reason my energy and I feel it and I'm trying to fight it it's like way the fuck down here and I'm like why (laughs) I don't know why it could be also you getting grounded you know there's Mm -hmm. there's I, I don't know what you're feeling inside so I can't really say but um Sometimes like a feeling of emptiness, that's like a good grounded place to start from. But you should, I guess, take the time to get in tune with your own self because you should be able to differentiate between different emotions like emptiness, sadness, anger. And I think that people are just so scared of emotions sometimes or they're scared to like embrace or really look into it that they just shove all of the yeah. emotions down. I so think uh, every time I feel the emptiness feeling, I'm like, oh no, I can't feel this. I shouldn't be feeling this. So I need to hide it or push it away or do or something else something. or feel it. Why do you think you can't feel it? Well, I I think uh, most people don't want to sit around and feel emptiness. Like you, and you see other people being happy. So you're like, well, I shouldn't feel emptiness, but 
I think something I'm starting to realize is that you're going to have moments of emptiness and you yeah. can just kind of sit through it and yeah. like accept yeah. it. And then eventually, cause nothing's permanent, like we said, but at the time, everything feels permanent when you're going through it. Mm-hmm. So even if it's just today, I just feel a complete emptiness. I probably won't tomorrow. And if I'm okay with knowing that I probably won't feel that tomorrow, or maybe I'll feel it for two weeks or maybe I'll feel it for two months, but it's not going to be forever. It's okay to just be just to sit with my emptiness and be okay with it. I think that's a huge thing, like being okay with it, like being uh, accepting where you're at now Mm -hmm. as a starting point. For you, what was the point where you're like, oh wait, I can deal with this? Like where did where did that turning point happen? Um, I think I just, when I feel lost, I tend to do like a lot of like YouTube searches. I'm like, oh, empty or like, oh, existential crisis or midlife crisis or whatever. <laughs> like I start looking up stuff and I listen to Dang. people talk. I want to see your search history. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like how not to destroy your life today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how to not throw everything out the window. Um, no. So I, and I hear talks and people are just like, just reminding us like the same we're kind of doing now, like reminding each other that nothing is permanent and everything's okay and get through it you can go to therapy you can talk to other people other adults that you think that they know what they're doing and they'll reassure you they don't know either like not everything's great every every day things aren't hunky-dory 24 7 you just it's a change of perspective which is something that I have to still work a lot on is just changing perspective it's just choosing to not feel like it's forever yeah Yeah. where are you at now um I don't know how to describe it I think I'm like well because you know you guys know I went through the whole thing with my mom passing earlier this year um and I I think immediately after that happened I just jumped right back into everything like I was I took like a week or two of being sad or whatever and then I was like oh no like her death gave me a boost of life like oh I have to live my life it's gonna be amazing now because like she didn't get to Mm -hmm. she lost her life early I'm just gonna run out there like hit the ground running and like do everything that I've been holding myself back on so I did that for a little while and then time rolls around and it's kind of like oh wait a lot of things about processing with grief and all that stuff is still hitting me but I still have to maintain work and all of these things and um it feels like a scary point to be in and I'm lucky that I have friends that I can then that I can call and like other things that I can listen to and read and I listen to Eckhart Tolle a lot yeah yeah like his his talks um his reading is very hard to read like very dense the books are very dense but if you just listen to his speeches a lot of times they calm me down because I get so lost in my mind and in my thoughts and then when he talks it he helps you kind of realize that um you're not just your thoughts like you're also like a kind of a consciousness behind those thoughts and if you can separate yourself from these like crazy wormholes you get yourself into then you can kind of find some calmness and some peace to deal with whatever you're dealing with and that's exactly that that's exactly what I was talking about with the like reading Eckhart Tolle if you like Kim you probably would like Wayne Dyer too those types of books um just have either listening to them with audiobooks yeah. or reading them it it's a perspective shift yeah. and slowly over time you're changing the way you view life and eventually it raises vibration vibrationally it attracts your you're going to attract more happiness and like higher vibrational emotions. And that actually is more of what happiness is than like us high-fiving and like everyone (laughs) with diamonds and fur coats and shit, you know, it's like, it's just feeling content in within yourself Mm -hmm. and, and the like 
appreciating the beauty of life and yeah. even like the sadness parts, the sad parts of it is like it, you yeah. can appreciate it. You know, I recently went through that whole perspective shift thing that you guys know about behind the scenes, but like I ended oh, up. Oh, tell me more about the behind the scenes. <laughs> about Just the kidding. behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, no, because, well, to fill you guys in, it's uh, Casey and I went through this crazy transformational, like letting go of all the heavy weight in our relationship, our seven year relationship. And we just kind of found like a new chapter. And so I was feeling fucking amazing for that one week after, like two weeks, (laughs) like one or two weeks, where I literally felt like I saw the world in a whole new different light. So you got like a rebirth. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. legit felt like I was reborn. Mm -hmm. And I just felt so happy and so calm and so content. And I just, everything was like, I was viewing the world with rose colored glasses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that are on the table. And, um... But I don't know what happened. And like about two weeks after that, which has been about a month and a half now, I haven't felt that anymore. And I don't know where it went. And I'm just kind of like, not necessarily back to square one, because that was a really dark, dark place that I was before. But now I'm not that bad. But now I'm not as good as I once was. So I'm like, yeah, what and that's happened? Normal. No, yeah, no, no. That's, that's totally like, what happened. Yeah, no, one, like, no one is happy like ever. this all the time, 24-7. Like you have dips and everything. Yeah. And um, I think it's just, you know, allowing yourself to feel yeah. what you feel. But knowing that you, you're in control more than you aren't in control. Well, I like think you're able to like... Yeah, I think the beautiful thing about that is is knowing that you're never really supposed to be there because you're not going to grow from that. Like, imagine if everything's fucking, what is it, Truman Show happy. Yeah. It's like, you're going to fucking go miserable. I think it's when you have your downtimes that you're like, okay, wait a minute, I got too complacent. Everything's too simple. Like, now I got a fucking lesson to learn. Yeah. And I think that's when you, you kind of dig yourself out of the dr- trenches again and you're like, okay, cool. Like, I'm back up here again. And it's literally like this, like all the up fucking Up and down, time. up and yeah, down. Think, all the time. I think for me, though, it's been like like mainly down here, like literally my whole life. And I just had like some peaks here and there, like, you know, Isaac was born or like, you know, getting engaged or like these little peaks. But from that one week, like one, two weeks, I was so up, like so high. Like I've never been that high up before where it kind of got scary where I'm like, whoa, wait, how long is this going to last? Yeah. yeah. Because a major event happened, you know? And so emotions are always going to be heightened. And I feel like it's totally normal. And a lot of people, if like, I need something to like look forward to, like they're not happy with the day to day, but then it's like, Oh, we got a three day weekend coming up. We're going to go to big bear or whatever. And then the whole week they're looking forward to going to big bear instead of like being in the, in the moment and being present and appreciating like what is whatever's happening there and finding a way to like, I feel like you have to find a way to balance that out, you know, Mm -hmm. and not live for just this weekend because those moments are always fleeting. It's always gone. And then it's just like what you're, so the most of your life is supposed to be shit, except for these like little moments of happiness. No. So that's, I think that allowing yourself to figure out what um, can consistently like get you there where you're not like looking forward to just one thing Mm-hmm. out of the year or the month or whatever. Yeah, it's hard because like we spend most of our lives like searching for goals or like trying to get to a certain goal. But it's like, and I know this for sure. Like as soon as I get what I want, 
it's no longer important to me. It doesn't matter yeah. anymore. It doesn't feel good anymore. Now I need to find the next thing. Yeah. What's the next thing that's going to, you know, motivate me to actually wake up every day. And it's like, is there, is there something wrong with that? Um, no, but I think it's when you get saddened every time that you do reach that goal and realize that the, the fulfillment you expected it to have doesn't, doesn't necessarily have. come like, and you didn't take advantage of the feeling of getting to the goal. Mm-hmm. So I, so I spend, now I spend most of the time breezing through to tr- hurry up and try to get there. But once I get it, it's like, okay. And then now I have got nothing to look forward to. And then the sadness comes back in. So it's like, how do I appreciate all of the days it takes to get there? And even once I get it, like, okay, that's great. But um, what's the next thing I can do? Because I'm looking forward to the process of getting to it, not just getting to it. Totally. And we will talk about that right after this break. Ooh. So we just want to give a shout out today to our sponsor, Article. Article, if you didn't know, is a furniture company. They make such a cute, like, awesome furniture. I have actually followed their account for some years now. And um, they do mid-century modern with a Scandinavian touch type of furniture. Totally my vibe. Uh, What I really like is they have a small footprint. So if you have, like, smaller square footage in your house, you're like, oh, well, how do I make my living room look nice and big without having big pieces of furniture? They do really cool, unique uh, designs like that. Yeah, uh, it's the easiest way to buy beautiful modern furniture because you just order online. They're an Love online that. order, and they cut out the middleman, so they're able to keep the prices lower. Yeah, all of their warehouses are here in the U.S., and you don't have to. They don't have like a showroom or anything like that. They don't have any salespeople trying to upsell you on anything. So nice. you're saving like thirty percent. Yes, off of the price. You're saving because of all that thirty percent. Yes, exactly. Off of traditional prices, um, the quality is amazing. So I got a bed frame and. It's uh, from oak wood and it's like solid wood. And usually when you buy solid wood pieces, they're marked up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I was able to buy this bed frame, I believe was under $400, which is an amazing deal for a bed frame. And the shipping was easy. Everything came within, uh, they have like a three week guarantee. So like everything comes really fast, which I don't know if you ever ordered furniture online, but sometimes if you order it, it can take up to two months. Yeah. How long it took for my dining table to get? It's a nightmare. Yeah. And then you're like just that whole time not having a table and you can't have a temporary table yep. because your table's coming in. Ridiculous. So they have like really fast shipping. Uh, and if, and uh, it's 30 day return policy with simple returns and exchanges. Yeah, they set it up for you. So if you do get something and you didn't really like it, they uh, are able to do that. Uh, but Article is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash BTCH. Go to article.com slash BTCH. And the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash BTCH to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Nice. Yay. I was reading somewhere and I can't remember the book I was reading. I feel like it was either Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson or his other book, um, Everything, Everything is, is Fucked. fucked. Those yeah. books are both really They're good. They're really great. Those. And you should definitely them. check them out if you I have a chance. Uh, it totally has a, it always shifts my perspective reading a chapter from those books. But he was talking about, I think it was his latest book, about how we don't actually get happiness from the achievement of our goals. Like everyone mm-hmm. thinks like, oh, once I achieve this goal, I'll be happy. We actually get happiness out of having problems and finding the solution yeah. to those problems. Yep. It's just that as we progress through life, we want to have better problems. So our problems get better. Like a you know, a rich guy's problems mm-hmm. are different than like a homeless guy's problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they still have problems and you're never going to be problem free and you don't want to be because actually... You're is, dead. Yeah, it's, you'll, you won't live anymore. You're just not fulfilled. That's why rich ass people are fucking donkeys. 
<laughs> Wait, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> that they've reached the success of fucking all like the hot people that oh, they're like they're actually fucking, fucking donkeys. Yeah, literally. Oh. I thought you were saying they're they're fucking donkeys. <laughs> oh yeah, they're almost in the wrong place. Oh but, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. That's why they sleep with donkeys. Oh okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. They need the next thrill. and drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I mean, you touched on it already, uh, Jess, or Nikki touched on it for you, uh, where it's you just you have to feel it in the moment like you have to be in it you know like yeah. you say like as soon as you start feeling some sort of hardship or whatever you're like oh, I'll deal with it later I just gotta focus on this goal yeah yeah whatever whatever and you're kind of sweeping it under the rug mm-hmm. but I think there's so many fucking lessons to be learned in that you know like why the fuck can I not understand this or whatever yeah I've recently probably within the past year every time I feel a feeling because you are the stories that you tell yourself. And so if you've been telling yourself the same, same stories year after year after year and wonder why you're still in the same place, well, that's why. And so for different things that I feel like I've tried to, like uh, certain character traits I don't like about myself that um, I I know logically I don't want to have them, yet mm-hmm. they still c- keep coming up. Yeah. Um, now when I catch myself having one of those thoughts and I know I want to stop it. I try to think of five different ways to think about it. Like five different new ways Mm -hmm. to think about it instead. And I've slowly started replacing my thoughts and therefore replacing my stories and changing those habits. Whereas before I thought I could never change those habits. What's an example? I was about to Um, ask. Because I'm like, how do you compare yourself on social media? It's a negative trait that I, I know logically you shouldn't compare yourself on social media, but I can't help it. Like when I scroll past and I see people looking like they're like, like for example, I've been acting for most of my life and taking it professionally, like going the professional route for the past 12 years. And I feel like I was supposed to have booked a show by 25 or I was supposed to be there by now. Right. And my career had, has shifted, but for a while, I was feeling like a failure. And whenever I would see someone new that had just started acting maybe like three, four, five years ago, and they're already like booking shows or being a series regular, I couldn't help but feel like really jealous, even though I wanted to be happy for them. Even if yeah. it was like a friend like that, I was rooting for them. I was happy for them in this sense, but over here, I was still feeling like it added to my sense of feeling like a failure. And so... That had to stop because I couldn't even watch the Oscars anymore because wow. I was so reminded of just how I would never get there. And yeah. like, and I don't even want an Oscar, but it's just like the, that just whole life comparison. That I, yeah, that visual of success, right? Yeah. And I just felt like so, it made me feel so low, but it wasn't that making me feel low. It was the stories I was telling myself that were making me feel that way. And so I started correcting that behavior by when I would catch myself feeling a certain way, just being really aware, like getting in tune with that and being aware of it, um, replacing it with a like, good for them or like, you know, congratulatory things. And then if, if that didn't work, I would replace it with, um, what do I want to do next? I was like, oh, that's cool. They got to do this. What do, what do I want to do next? Or shifting yeah. it towards a more, more goal-based type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, switching it to, instead of envy, letting it be inspiring, which had always been really hard for me before, but just trying to find something that I could take uh, as inspiration from the thing I was getting triggered by. And it really did help to curb all of that. And I think real I realized through doing that that I don't even really 
want a TV show anymore. It was the idea of having yeah. a TV show. Yeah, because so, it meant something. Yeah, and that's what I mean by finding else. like who you, what actually makes you happy versus yeah. the idea of what would make you happy. Because I found that what actually makes me happy is connecting to people through a large platform. And that's what I would have been doing as a character on a show, I thought. But instead, mm-hmm. I'm doing it on YouTube, on my own platform, and through different shows and like, you know, this podcast and other podcasts. And, and that's actually the feeling I wanted. It's so. way more that's kind awesome. of worthwhile because you're actually interacting with these people instead of just being a character on a show yeah. who's so far removed from their audience. Like usually, you know, as a YouTuber or whatever, like you're actually seeing them like in your comments and you're responding to those comments and you're talking about things that you can hear that they care about. Whereas just a TV show character is not that. Yeah. And you're, and you're only seeing the good when you're envious. When I, when I stopped doing that, I was like, Oh, actually a lot of my friends were complaining that their shows get canceled within two episodes yeah. or they'll Ooh. get all the way to like filming the pilot and that won't even get released. Or, um, they go for like a year and they built, bought a new house and now the show gets canceled and they mm-hmm. can't pay for the house anymore. And it's like, wow, I didn't even think of all of that. How yeah. when you're on a show, you're working for someone else. Whereas like when you're creating your own content, you're in control of that, like for better or for worse, you're yeah. still in control of it. Yeah. Yeah. You were in the va- wrong vibrations, girl. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. And, but it, you have to be self-aware of it. Like yeah. for a long you time, I it. felt justified. I was like, yeah, I should feel like a failure. Like right now. Cause I, mm. I put in a lot of work, but I'm not getting the same thing. So I should feel like a failure yeah. because I am a failure. And yeah. it was just the story I kept telling myself. Yeah. Tiff actually taught me that. Um, I did. Yeah. Like, uh, well, I kind of, took this from you but um you you were going to therapy and your therapist was like well what's the voice in your head yeah you know and it's mm. it's literally what you're telling yourself and then kind of that's kind of a really good start to just hear what how you're talking to yourself that's and that was something huge that I didn't even know um luckily I was I, I had gone through so much shit that I was telling myself at least like level-headed shit where I wasn't like you're a piece of shit but I wasn't <laughs> like you're so perfect you're the best um that I was like whoa I never really thought how impactful that is that you know? is so true because just recently I've been trying to get more active and there was this one day where I had booked a class for the next day and I was just like I don't want to go I don't want to go my head my head voice my inner voice was just like that you don't have bitch. to go you don't yeah. have to go it's okay you don't have to you could just it's fine and then I noticed that voice in my head and I was like Wait, hold on. No, girl, you got this. You got this. Let's go. You're going to wake up in the morning. You're going to feel great. You're going to have your coffee and all this stuff. And then I ended up doing it. I'm like, whoa, that (laughs) voice is so powerful. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My therapist, when I was going through this, she told me one thing that really helped me a lot. Maybe it would help some of you. Um, But she, I was telling her after she like learned about my life and everything and how I felt like I was a failure. And we already had discovered that I learned that I get love when I achieve things. That's mm-hmm. how I learned to be loved. And so I felt like I was not worth loving. She actually gave me this picture and she was like, okay, let's just scrap all that. Let's pretend you get to choose your life. Let's pretend like reincarnation's real. And you, before coming down here, you got to choose your life and you got to see, you picked out this picture and you're like, okay, I want to live in Los Angeles by the beach. Um, I want a husband that really loves me and like, is really funny. And like, I want to be able to talk to lots of people, but I want to be able to just be myself. And like, I want to do that. And let's pretend that you picked all of that. Are you happy? with what you picked. And I'm like, yeah, I guess like looking at that as a picture from, as an outsider, 
yeah, I would be really happy with that. And that really like made me appreciate what I had. And this was before I had done a lot of the stuff that I have now. This was like three years ago. And it really gave me the like motivation again to be like, I have a really good life now. Let's just add to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, instead of, fuck, how am I going to save myself from this shit life that I created? It was like, no, like everything's actually, this is great. Let's just add to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or make just oh, small awesome. changes to shift the things you don't like maybe. Yeah. And there, I think that everyone can do that exercise. I think there's, ev- everyone has stuff in their life that to an outsider is like, whoa, you have that? That's crazy. That's like, so true. That's yeah. awesome. But you just have a hard time seeing it oh, yeah. you're in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the business kind of works the same way where if you're so looking at, you know, the day to day stuff, it's so easy for you to forget, you know, how great you're doing or the the bigger picture, because it's like, you're just so in the shit that all you see are negative things. And you're like, fuck, I'm, I'm never going to grow. This is never going to change. I'm not going to get any better. How is, how am I going to survive? Because it's like, you're only looking and solving these small problems where if, like you said, you pull back and then you look at the grand scheme of things, you're like, oh shit, this is actually not that bad. And I can definitely add a lot more to it. Mm-hmm. Is that what helped you guys or particularly, I guess, you, Gio, when you left your bank job and you started doing more entrepreneurial stuff? Um, uh, if what helped it, like doing that picture thing? Yeah. Um, I didn't do that, man. Like, I think I was too stupid and I think that worked in my favor um, <laughs> where I didn't understand the consequences of things. And all I did was I looked at what I needed to live you know, the live the lifestyle that I had, like very like minimally, like bare minimum style. Um, I just looked at what I needed to survive in that regard. And then I was just like, "Mm, I think I'm going to do it. And so I don't know if I'm the best person because I just didn't think of repercussions. I didn't think of like, what are my parents going to say? You're like a leap in the net will cut you type of person. Yeah, I was just like, fuck it. Like if I, like what's the worst that can happen? And I just kind of just jumped into the pool you know yeah, so I don't yeah. know if I'm really good but I think it's because I was dumb like I didn't know what was <laughs> I don't think it's dumb well I was I, yeah I, well, okay not like smart dumb, it's na- naivety na- naivete yeah yeah um I just think it was because I was so sheltered that one I was just a fucking animal that was caged up that just needed to just fly um and the other one was I didn't know like I wasn't taught like these are the consequences yeah so. but I think sometimes people go too hard in the other direction where like I was just warned about so many consequences that when I made the decision to drop out of college to pursue acting, it was met with a lot of like, um, resistance. Yeah. Resistance because of how it would, you know, like, Oh, now you don't have a backup plan and all this stuff. But I just felt like if I spent too much time focusing on plan B that I wouldn't achieve plan A. Mm -hmm. And I think that helped a lot. I don't know. Like I, I just think, for me, a lot of the best choices I've made have been with my gut. And Same. as long as I knew the logic, like, okay, just know that this is the worst that could happen. Yeah. And I decided to do it anyway because I felt it was right. It's Same here. It's paid off. But I don't know if that's smart or dumb. I don't know if that's something everybody should follow. Yeah. I just think that... Um, I, I just think that your intuition, everyone has intuition. And it, the more that you, it's usually it like that you. first thought that comes into your mind. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to go, if you see like an alley versus a well-lit street, right? You just look at it and you're like, oh, that looks bad. But then if you start like talking and, and thinking <laughs> like, about it, you're like, well, well we shouldn't judge the dark street. Right, right, right. right. Like, it's, it's I feel like nice. that's when you make the stupid mistakes. But if it's mm-hmm. your first thought, like even if you're buying something simple as like an outfit, right? And you're like, man, those pants are ugly as fuck. But then you really look at it and you're like, well, do, I mean, will it? Well, let me just try it on. Let me see. Then you're making the wrong decision. Like now I've learned at 35 that it's like the first thought, I'm just going. Does it bring it. you joy? Does it not bring you joy? But yeah. I kind of got it right. Oh, yeah. Like, so true. If it's like, 
if it's like, I'm, I like it, cool. Then I went with that. But if I'm, you know what I mean? Like I know as soon as I start thinking about too many options and I start trying to justify shit, then I'm like, oh, I usually make the wrong decision. It's just like my gut that tells me like, yep, that I'm going with that. Yeah, I think that's great advice because for me too, I think it's maybe like the, the stereotypical pressures of like, you should look at all your options. You should think about it. And this is how you make an educated who, decision. Who said that though? Society, I don't know. Oh, like, and is society killing it at life? Because <laughs> I always look at that shit. Yeah. Like, if you're giving me advice, I'm like, well, what have you accomplished? Let me see. Am I, nah, fuck you. I'm not. No, that's actually saying what you're advice. What you're saying is fucking dope ass advice because I look up to you a lot. And so mm. I've been, and then also the Marie Kondo thing that I've done recently, like I cleaned out my whole closet and then just doing that intuition, like that first yeah. gut feeling of Oh, she said that? Thing. Yeah, she said yeah, that. That's what I'm saying. Like you're killing it because like Tight. that is such great advice. Like really just go with your gut and what really makes you happy in that moment like what sparks joy yeah that's so you're smarter than you think man like everyone is smarter than they give themselves credit and i also think that when i don't know if this is true for you geo but like when you take a big risk like dropping out of college or quitting like a stable job Mm -hmm. uh jess like there's a lot of people that are logical minded that will try to they want to help you and warn you and keep you safe and and it just like they give you kind of a lot of hate for it um and so it makes you second guess yourself. Yeah. But I, I think that, um, I think that that's what stops a lot of people from doing it. Cause you're listening to all those people, but yeah. like what you said, only listen to people that you yeah. admire want, them and like, absolutely. Want, you want their life. That's why it was otherwise. Hard. Yeah. You're going to fall into that trap. Um, like when my parents were like, you don't want to move out. Cause this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm like, mm, but you guys don't seem that happy. I'm moving. Out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> same thing. Same thing happened to me. Like, uh, my boss from my old job and back in San Antonio, I was there for like four years. He texted me recently. So oh, he's really? still thinking about me, but he was just like, are you still making hey. those silly YouTube videos? Oh, mm-hmm. damn. He opened with that. And I was like, actually, yeah, I am. And, uh, he was like, well, if you want a real job, you can come back and oh all that. He says all this stuff to me, you know, How but I'm like, suck your dick. and I'm like, oh, well, I'm glad that I have plan B, but also I was thinking about it. And I was like, if he's still thinking about me four years later, he must be bored and he must have yeah. really shitty, shitty employees that he can't find good well, ones you that were, he's still yeah you were saying that the, everyone was telling you like don't like get out of this situation well yeah that was my manager yeah but this was the owner this was one of the owners of the company he was just like oh you still making these silly YouTube videos and I'm like well what are you doing are you still writing your signature on the on the same audit every 52 weeks you know like there you wh- go what is, what's the difference like do I really <laughs> want to be in your shoes like mm-hmm. you know even if he owns part of this company and he feels like he has prestige it's got to be boring as shit and he's been doing it for 50 years and like do I care that now my past owner uh, of a company was, is making fun of me for making YouTube videos <laughs> yeah, like initially jealous. initially it burns right because I'm like oh status yeah. like what do people think of me and then I'm like uh, actually I mean I get to kind of sleep in make my own schedule like work with yeah. friends like I'm not doing the same shit all the time so yeah. it's fine like, like you have it in you yeah like you have that mentality in you and now it's just kind of like exercising that muscle and constantly yeah. repeating what you're telling yeah because like, a, a lot of times I let myself have those thoughts of like that am I still making silly YouTube videos you know like but then at the end of the day it's bigger than that it's more than that it's also my life and like I can it can go in 15 different directions like this it doesn't have to be it it can be something else and I think what, yeah. what you were saying earlier too about looking at worst case scenario that's always helped it's like at the end of the day if I flop on my face what's the worst thing that can happen and there's always like 50 levels before it goes to I'm sleeping in the streets you know so like there's not that's not gonna happen yeah 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 it's it's great advice and and it's nothing is permanent like the thing I've even tell my mom my mom's like early she's about to hit 70 and I'm like 
she's so fearful of everything in life mm-hmm. that I'm like, the only thing that you have guaranteed in this life right now is the fact that you're going to die one day. Like that's the only yeah. thing that's fucking guaranteed. Everything else, who fucking cares? Yeah, yeah I think my mom too, like, I, f- I feel like my mom's biggest thing is she thinks she's too old to, to start over. That. And a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people Same. feel like they're too old, yeah. but they're always going to feel too old. 10, yeah. years, uh, ten years from now, you're going to feel like you're too old, but 10 years is going to pass no matter what. So wouldn't That's you rather true. have been working on something that you're really mm-hmm. happy with for 10 years? You and then get really far in just two years of trying yeah. something different. And if you don't know what it is that's making you happy, you have 10 years to figure it out. Exactly. <laughs> At least <laughs> yeah. make yourself yeah. Yeah, good job, guys. That's That's so. Uh, That being said, thank you so much for listening today to Hey Bitch Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Be sure to rate us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. And if you could, like our videos. It really helps our channel out. You can also follow us on Instagram. We've been posting a lot more. We uh, get topic ideas from you guys on our stories, like I mentioned earlier. And thank you to our sponsor, DoorDash and Article. Yes. Thank you. Bye, Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch. See you later.